Today's podcast is brought to you by Shaw Business. Shaw Business offers a whole suite of smart solutions like smart Wi-Fi. With dedicated networks for you and your guests, smart Wi-Fi keeps everyone's connection separate, safe, and secure, and it reaches all corners of your business. So whether you're at your desk or in a meeting room, you're still connected and ready for business. Smart Wi-Fi is one way that Shaw Business is powering the entrepreneur. It's Calgary's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Bonnie LG coming to you today with Calgary's podcast, a member of the Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in the city of Calgary. Sharon Hapton is the founder and CEO of Soup Sisters and a mother of two. Over the past decade, she has received countless awards, including the Meritorious Service Medal by the Governor General of Canada on behalf of the Queen for creating a stir in communities across North America to help victims of domestic and family violence. In the past nine years, Soup Sisters and Broth Brothers have grown to 26 cities across Canada and launched in the U.S. Not only is Sharon a highly successful social entrepreneur, she is also a best-selling author with her Soup Sisters cookbook series. So Sharon, welcome to the show and thank you for taking the time to be here today for all of our listeners. It's a pleasure, Bonnie. Thanks for having me. Well, you have an incredible story to share that is so inspiring. And I'm wondering if you could just tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you're from, and how Soup Sisters came about in the first place. Sure, I would love to tell you the story. Um, I, I'm from Calgary. I'm born and raised in Calgary. And I started Soup Sisters in Calgary, well, actually almost 10 years ago. March 3rd will be 10 years. So I launched it in Calgary on March 3rd, 2009. And uh, the, the reason I have such clarity on that date is because it was my birthday. And uh, I was celebrating uh, a milestone birthday that I always just tell people ended in a zero which means my next zero is coming up real soon here. But um, I invited 30 girlfriends to a soup-making birthday party, and I held it at a commercial kitchen here in Calgary. And that night, we made about 300 servings of fresh and delicious, beautiful soup that was delivered the very next day to the Calgary Women's Emergency Shelter. And uh, from that moment on, I knew that I had a very simple mandate, and that was to nurture and nourish women and children fleeing family violence and domestic abuse uh, with the very simple and tangible gift of soup. Well, Sharon, I'm curious, did you know anything about what we would now call social entrepreneurship when you started making your soup 10 years ago, or did you have a background in business or anything that helped to get you started? I, I, I had a background in business. Uh, you know, I've always been in business, but I have to say, like, even 10 years ago, social enterprise was like the new word. You know, it was like new terminology. And, and people started saying to me, oh, my God, you've, you've created this social enterprise. And I thought, I just have to look that up. Like, what have I done here that, you know, makes me a social enterprise? And, and I found 
that the meaning was so broad. You know, I think the most important part of it is I understood that a social enterprise was a cause-driven business. And, you know, we are a nonprofit organization, so it was never my intention to make a lot of money. I, 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 you know, as a nonprofit, that's never your goal. Um, you know, but it was my intention to bring community people together, to mobilize community people, uh, to come together for suit-making events um, that would yield, you know, hundreds of liters of what we call a, a hug and a bowl. And, uh, you know, over, well, I guess almost 10 years, the past 10 years, we've delivered 2 million servings of soup to families in crisis. And um, I've learned so much. Um, From a business perspective, from a social enterprise perspective, from a people perspective, there's just so much uh, information that I've garnered and understood over the years. Um, and yeah, going in, no, I, I, I'm an idea person. I had an idea when I went for a walk one day and it was literally that simple. Uh, my, my kids had both, uh, left home that year for uh, university. And, uh, I often say I was faced for the first time with the nurture void, you know, and I call it a giant nurture void. So I needed something really big to fill that with. <laughs> this is what happened. Well, and I'm curious, Sharon, like, why soup? Why not pasta? Why not some other type of food? Was, what was it about soup that really galvanized not only you, but then the community around you? You know, I really feel like I have this inherent belief that soup is the universal comfort food. And I grew up in a home where my mother when we were little, used to say to us, you know, now just remember, she would say, I never opened a can. And, you know, we we were four little kids and we'd look at her and we we didn't know what she meant. And all these years later, it became so clear to me what that messaging was. It was, it was just taking care of people with love. And um, many, uh, I guess about 11 years ago, before I started Soup Sisters, I was at a fundraiser for the Calgary Women's Emergency Shelter. And that night I was profoundly impacted to learn that women flee their homes uh, with nothing. I mean, their kids, of course, but, you know, not their pet, not their lipstick, with nothing. And I thought they might have made this kind of a meal the night before for their families. And now that was like purely unavailable to them to feed their children in that same loving way. And I wanted to step in somehow and say, I know how to do this. I know how to nurture and nourish. And um, we all do, actually. Um, but what I created was, was, was a vehicle, was a way to bring people together um, in, in a really fun capacity in the kitchen, in the camaraderie of the kitchen, and, um, you know, make, share, and, you know, deliver soup is, is what we do. It means a lot. It means a lot to the women uh, our families in crisis. They're, 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 they're at a time of crisis in their lives where they, they really believe that nobody cares about them. And then what happens is complete strangers come together to very lovingly do this for them. And it, it's, 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 it's needed on many levels, but the message is absolutely huge for them. 
Yeah, there's just so many wonderful layers of, of symbolism and messages in that bowl of soup. And, and like you said, it's, it's like a hug in a bowl, which is so needed for, for people who are fleeing, fleeing those tragic and desperate situations. So yeah, that's wonderful. I'm curious um, from a business standpoint. So when you were starting out and setting yourself up as a not-for-profit, how did you approach the financing and, and how have you been able to not only sustain Soup Sisters, but, you know, expand in such an amazing way across North America over the last 10 years? Yeah, that's really a great question. And that's one I get asked a lot. People want to know, how did I scale this into 26 cities and into the U.S.? And um, it's really the simplicity of the model. Um, you know, financially, honestly, I think it cost me $3,000 because I paid for my own birthday party that day. So I bought all of the ingredients. I bought everybody aprons, you know, uh, whatever you would do for, you know, 30 girlfriends and a party. I I, kind of think that that's what it cost me that day. But let me just tell you what the business model looks like because it's such an important piece of this. When people come to a Soup Sisters event, they register. We have a, a, a platform, a registration platform uh, online on our website. I mean, you could be in the U.S., you could be Canada, you could be anywhere and register. But we charge a participation fee. And what's so critically important about that, there, there's a few things. That's allowed us our sustainability. So when you come to a Soup Sisters event, we charge you and we turn around and we pay that money back to our culinary partner. So we don't have our own giant kitchen facility. In fact, we don't even have an office, you know. I mean, we all work remotely across the country. Um, I'm sitting in my home office right now, and this is where I spend most days and and long hours. But with having said that, people come and they, they pay to come to our event. And when we turn around and give that money back to the culinary partner, we in turn become their customer. So that money covers the expense of all of the ingredients, a light meal for everybody at the end, very simple, soup, salad, bread, the venue, um, in some cases a chef, um, all of the things that we need to get cooking. Um, and I've kind of labeled it, actually my husband had this idea, I thought it was great. We, we call it miso, money in and soup out. So from a sustainability perspective, like we're just um, 10 years strong, you know, we, we, um, we, we tapped into um, something in terms of, we, we found the right blend of socializing, philanthropy, and action. And, 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 and that's really, that really culminates what our events are all about. Um, so we're money in soup out, you know, it's not, we're not here to make money, we're we're here to bring people together, uh, you know, friends, team building, that kind of a thing. And we're just here to provide uh, that really tangible gift of, of fresh soup to people. Well, and I think you're offering even a lot of our, you know, larger corporate partners here in Calgary and, and some of the, the large, you know, for example, the large energy companies that we have here you give them an opportunity to do more than write a check, right? It's like a hands-on experience that makes their community investment and philanthropy so much more engaging for their employees and it, it can build teams and, and just get people more connected 
to needs in our community. That's just so true. And I didn't know that in the beginning. I didn't understand that. I thought this was going to be, first of all, I thought it was going to be this women for women thing. I was so wrong about that. Roth brothers are so valuable. The man who come to, to make soup with us is so important on so many levels, um, mostly, you know, because they stand with us against domestic abuse just by being there. And that's huge. And we have the opportunity in this really, you know, great environment to make that kind of a thorny subject safe for a little while. Um, and I just got off topic. <laughs> so what was no, I going to say? No, I, you know, you're right. It, it's a way to bring everyone together, where, whether it's individuals within a large company or it's members of the right. community. Right. It's people standing side by side and saying, we're here in, in a very simple and tangible way to offer a solution to a problem That's right. or to offer some compassion to those who need it most. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely one of the things that Calgary is most known for as a city. So it's, no it's wonderful to give them that avenue. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious what the future looks like for Soup Sisters and Broth Brothers. So we've talked a bit about your expansion, even into the U.S. Where, where do you see the organization, you know, a year or three years from now? And are there any new and exciting things happening? Yes, and then the timing couldn't be just more interesting than today even. (laughs) Um, I've developed uh, sort of a separate little social enterprise in order to ensure the sustainability of Soup Sisters. And we have our very own Soup Cause brand that just launched in all of Eastern Canada, Costco, um, last Friday, a week ago today. So that, Soup Sisters, the soup recipe is on the shelves in all of Eastern Canada in Costco. And it's a cause brand. So when you buy it, you know that you're supporting an organization that is a nonprofit in order to help us continue to do the great work that we do. Well, that's so, amazing. So I have to stop you there just to say congratulations because that's thank an you. amazing, yeah. amazing development, you know, and, and wow, that's incredible. I know. I'm, I'm finding it like that's not even that real for me. Uh, you know, I think we'll be probably launching uh, with the West or Canada wide in the fall. So we don't have it here. But I did get a package today and I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. Um, that, and, you know, that's a sustainability piece because I think what every, uh, you know, in, especially well, in any business and, and in, especially in the nonprofit world, you know, sustainability is huge. You know, how does this do without me? How does this work without me? Um, how does this continue when the impact is so profound and, and fantastic? So this, I'm hoping, is what's going to take care of it. And, and allow us to even increase our giving capacity. And, you know, hopefully it takes off like crazy and it means a lot to people and the soup is delicious. And, you know, I want to be giving fresh soup to food banks and to low-income schools. I, I just have such a belief in the power of it. Well, we wish you nothing but continued success with your growth. And it'll be exciting to watch what happens over the, the next number of months and years. I'd like to chat a little bit with you about, about what you do to rejuvenate yourself or inspire yourself. So clearly you're very busy. You've got lots of balls in the air. 
and wondering, do you have a favorite place where you like to go in Calgary to either relax and rejuvenate or even get inspired for new ideas and, and with new creativity for your business? So, so there's, there's two things. I really get inspired in the shower, which is so odd. I, I like, and the funny thing about it, my, my sister will say, don't take a shower. I mean, all your ideas come in the shower. Stop having ideas. But uh, I, I'm very relaxed in the shower. <laughs> and I do get a lot of clarity. And uh, it, it's, it's a, just a great place for me, as odd as that sounds. But also, I, I'm a, I love walking solo. I love going by myself for a beautiful walk around the dam. I'm, I live near Glenmore, so, you know, I'm close to this great view of the mountains, and the dam is always so still and beautiful. And, um, in fact, it was on a walk in 2008, probably, that I got the idea for Soup Sisters. Like, I was just by myself, and I came home that day, and my daughter, who was 17 at the time, I said to her, what do you think of the name Soup Sisters? She said, oh, Mom, that's the corniest thing I've ever heard. And now she's, you know, one of my best volunteers in Toronto. So uh, anyway, I, that, that's how I rejuvenate. I think um, a, a alone time, and yet there's a real fine line with alone time too when you're the founder of a large organization. So it's, it's a fine line, but um, outdoors, nature, that just always feels fantastic to me. And how do you start your days? Do you, you talk about inspiration when you're in the shower, but do you have like a special morning routine that helps you to kind of get motivated for the day and get you into the flow for everything that you need to tackle? Well, you know, I think because I work out of my home, like the Soup Sisters office, like some people think I'm on the 50th floor of a building. I'm not. I'm like downstairs from my bedroom. So, um, you know, my day never starts in any kind of a monumental way. I, I come into my office and, you know, get, put my glasses on <laughs> so I can see my computer and see what's going on, see uh, who needs me. I have about 200 volunteers across the country. Um, you know, we have two and a half staff running this whole thing. So I just see where I'm needed. And, and lots of times, too, I, I have to get up and write things down because I've had thoughts, uh, you know, probably keeping me up in the nighttime that I need to, you know, get off my head, out of my head and onto paper. Right, right. And are you a reader, Sharon? Are there any books that you're reading right now or that you have read in the past that really have resonated with you and have helped you build your business? I would would say that, um, you know, I find it hard to settle down sometimes, to calm down enough to read a, a big book or something. I mean, I'd love to. It's on my list for 2019. So I read smaller things that are of interest that are pertinent probably to what I'm doing. Um, right now I'm reading, oddly enough, because we mentioned them a little earlier, uh, Trust by our former governor, David Johnson. I have um, an immense admiration for him. I've made soup with him a few times. You know, I received an award from him he's he's just one of the most genuine kindest people and he's just published a book called trust uh 20 ways to build a better country and i just find he's that person that i that i um oh he's fatherly and he's you know hugely intelligent and 
he's just kind, you know. Uh, I was in Ottawa for a Soup Sisters Volunteer Week, National Volunteer Week, and he walked around the room and he shook hands with every one of my volunteers, and he knew them by name the moment he did that, and he remembered remembered it. He's just amazing. So what I'm reading right now is his book, and of course I'm loving it because I kind of, you know, just feed off of everything he says. Well, and, you know, I would imagine so many of the nuggets of wisdom that he's sharing, it may be in the context of building a country, but it very much can be applied to building a business as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, one of, one of the great things he says about trust to that is that it is slow to build and quick to destroy. I mean, that's just so true, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So do you have a favorite like quote or a few keywords that you really like to follow almost as a mantra or that help to keep you grounded? Yeah, I, I love quotes. And, and whenever I see them, I take a screenshot and I keep like a folder full of quotes. And so many of them mean different things to me at different times. But I, there's one that I love that... You know, I, I, I'm not sure when I saw it. it. It says, you get in life what you have the courage to ask for. Always continue the climb. And I think what I love about that is, you know, I, I started Soup Sisters, like, you know, later in life. And, and um, I'm, you know, I, I, think of as an, I think of an entrepreneur as a much younger person for some reason. But one of the things that I've really learned about being in this really special place I'm at is that I'm at an age, I think it's an age, where I don't fear failure. And as important, you know, I, I don't fear success either. I'm ready to put into it what, it, what needs to make it happen. So, um, yeah, people have told me I'm tenacious and... Um, it's because, uh, you know what, it's not for me, you know, when you're doing it for something much greater, much, much greater than yourself, it, it's just easy to have the courage to ask. So you say people have called you tenacious. Are there any other words that you would use to describe yourself? I've always just thought of myself as creative. Um, so, and I think uh, that there is a lot of that with me, um, you know, a lot of what I've learned over the years by doing things creatively became the umbrella for Soup Sisters. And I, I really, I think of myself mostly, and I think people who know me best would just think I'm an idea person. So I'm, I'm curious, are there things that keep you up at night, Sharon? Are, are there... I mean, you have so many things on the go. You mentioned having to sometimes do a bit of a, a brain dump when you get up in the morning, but are there yeah. things that keep you up at night that you worry ideas, about? Ideas constantly keep me up at night. You know, I mean, this thing with the soup cause brand, you know, I started thinking about that four years ago and it came to fruition last Friday when it made it onto the retail shelves of our most giant retailer in the country. Um, but, you know, those kinds of things, they really keep me up at night. I'm always trying to think of how to keep Soup Sisters doing what it does best on earth. And what I've really started to do over the years is just welcome it. You know, my, my best ideas come in the night. And I think a lot of people would say that. And I think it's because it's quiet. And um, it's just really quiet. And in most cases, dark, and you, you get to hear your thoughts. And 
you know, rather than roll around and fight with myself about falling back to sleep, I just kind of welcome it and let it be because it might be the next thing. <laughs> well, I think that's great advice, you know, for all of us. And, and you hear of individuals who keep a notebook by their bed and, yeah. and as those ideas come, you jot them down and, and yeah. they're waiting for you in the morning. So We can always get caught up on sleep, you know, sometimes totally. <laughs> you just got to let it be, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thinking of, of where you'd like to go next, do you have some things that are on your, we'll call it your inspired life list, not your bucket list, but things that you would like to do over the next few years that would be meaningful and inspiring? I think just, you know, spending time with my family and kids. I, I think, you know, most people would say that, uh, you know, I, I probably want to wind down sometime in the next 10 years, like the level at which I, I work, yeah, grandchildren would be awesome but if anyone's listening. <laughs> I'll take anybody's grandchildren, actually. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I still have a few things left. You know, I, I think this should grow more in the U.S. than what I am capable of doing on my own. I, I don't have the time or energy to, you know, make it as big in the U.S. as I did in Canada. So I would like to find the right person to license it all to. It's so impactful. You know, in, in the last 10 years, we've, you know, from a socioeconomic perspective, we've put $20 million worth of fresh soup into the economy. And, you know, that is um, besides the fact that it's just so kind. <laughs> You know, so I, I think it should be in the U.S. I think, um, you know, we, we say Soup, Soup Sisters has brought their warmth over the border. And that's what that's just what they need. You know, um, we're making a lot of soup in New Jersey as Soup Sisters and in L.A. And uh, I, I just let people come to me. I'm not out there looking for people to start Soup Sisters. It's the people have always just come to me and I've got a guidebook. It's very formulaic. That's super important uh, for an entrepreneur to be formulaic and to be simple and to be easily understood, you know, what, what their mandate is. Well, and we have a lot of international listeners, so you never know the right person might be listening today and, and get connected with you, which would be awesome to continue to expand this good work. I'd like to ask you a question, and this is, again, more with our international listeners in mind, but if you had to start all over again, and you had just moved to Calgary, but this time you didn't know anyone, what would you do? And knowing what you know now, what are maybe some of the challenges that you would watch out for this time around? And this can be more just in general as you're starting a business in our city. Any, any business and you don't yeah. know. Well, you know, I kind of think back just to this because this is so much our topic today, but probably what I would have done is invited 30 strangers to my birthday party to make soup instead of 30 girlfriends. And then I think I more than likely would have had the same momentum. Um, but if I didn't know anybody, that's hard because I've grown up here. Um, you know, I think, Social media kind of solves that for a lot of people these days. Yeah, for sure. It does connect us all, doesn't it? Absolutely. So what are the best things about being an entrepreneur in Calgary? Um, you know, I think 
part of me wants to say is, you know, meeting all, all the other great entrepreneurs, but you know, that's not entirely true. You know, I think entrepreneurs, um, if they're doing a really good job, I think they have their head down, you know, and I feel that way right now. I feel like I need to like look up and see what's going on around me and become more integrated into the entrepreneurial community. I just worked so many hours for so many years and, and I can do that now. Like I, and I honestly think this organization could run without me. Um, I know it could. And uh, I just keep having new ideas in the middle of the night or the shower or somewhere. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think Calgary is so vibrant. And what I love about millennials is I think that that whole generation is going to move forward combining goodness with business with the profit mm-hmm. and I think you know they're going to combine purpose with everything that they do and and I think I'm a nonprofit. if I had to start this over I probably wouldn't be a nonprofit. it's really onerous being a nonprofit organization and I think there's so much you can do just as a, as a great social enterprise I'd like to close out our interview with a hypothetical question. We like to ask all of our guests. We have some fun with this one. And would like to ask you to imagine that there's a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth and there's no internet there. So believe it or not, this place actually does exist. And we're going to drop you off there and you won't have any of your technical tools or digital connections. You can use the phone anytime to call the boat and we'll come pick you up. How long do you think you would last and what would you do while you're there? I'd probably um, put on some kind of an explorer hat and go see what was going on. I'd want to make sure I I was safe. I'd want to feel safe. So I'd want to know probably, you know, what I was facing. I, I, I'd need to know all of that. Um, what I would do with my time? Wow, that's a great question. I, I think I would, you know, um, w- would, would I be allowed to have my, my, my music with me? I, I'd walk around. Yeah. <laughs> I'd walk around and, and, you know, I'm somebody, I always, always have stopped to smell the flowers. That is just me being outdoors. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by nature. So I think I would just take it in and I'd see it as like this amazing reprieve away from all of our devices um, that, you know, rule and control our lives. And I would hope that there was maybe, you know, some wine growing somewhere on the island. Yes, that would make it a little more enjoyable, wouldn't it? (laughs) Well, Sharon, it's been so nice to have you. And I'd love to tell our listeners, how can they get connected with you or get involved with Soup Sisters? Where, where's the best place to find you online? SoupSisters.org. And no matter where you are in the country, we're in 26 cities. Um, hopefully, you can find us operating in your, sister, in your city. If not, you know, drop us a line we've made it so easy to start soup sisters in the city that you're in and you can support your own women's emergency shelter or youth in crisis right in your own city the most beautiful thing about it is that people have great ownership the volunteers have really great ownership everywhere in this organization and it belongs to them it 
she really does. Well, thank you so much for being a guest with us today. And Sharon, I've learned a lot from you, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. So thank you very much. My pleasure. Hey there, it's Bonnie Elgie. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to Calgary's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters. And if you have a minute, please write us a review on iTunes. You can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.